Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And I give this podcast one thumb up and one thumb down. I'm the critic today, Pete. Hey, Pete. How you doing? (laughs) Great. How are you? I'm actually really excited. So we're trying something very different today. I have Diane is in the control seat. She is manning the controls. She's doing all the sound. Yep. Uh, It's a whole new process for her, but she's going to try to record and publish today's podcast for us today. Correct. So if we're late, it's probably my (laughs) fault. (laughs) If there's no no podcast today, then we had to redo it. And why are we even talking about it then? It doesn't exist. That's weird. Whoa. Whoa, meta. (laughs) So what are we going to be talking about today? Ah, yes. So the subject of this podcast will be Am I Too Critical? Am I too critical? And this sort of came up because I was having a conversation with a coworker, I guess technically my boss, and I was uh, relating some stories from some other stuff I was trying to take care of other junior designers while uh, he was away. I was taking a leadership role, and I had a lot of problems with them when, they, when he was gone. And he ultimately said, you know, the thing is, you're just really critical. And it made me think... It, Am I too critical? So that that's going to be something we'll be talking about today. Interesting. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But first, as usual, mm. what is new this week? What is new this week? Well, we had some fun. Uh, the uh, the couple we visited in London, uh, we talked about previously in an older episode, mm-hmm. from London to Montreal, uh, they now visited us. So we had guests over in our apartment. Um, we are in a one-bedroom apartment but we have an extra mattress, so yes. that was a fun experience. They were see. fully warned that they would be sleeping on a mattress oh, in, the mid- on the floor, yeah. in the middle of our living room. And it was also one of the like, record-breaking hot weekend, probably. Oh my gosh, 40 degrees, yeah. at least, with the humidity. Plus humidity, yeah. You know, Toronto and Canada, Ontario, we get such a reputation of being such a cold place, but our summers can get quite brutal. And like, dense, hot like you go outside it's just like you just walking into it yeah Yeah. a cloud yeah and so you know to further make it more uncomfortable one of the fun things you decided to do was go to the zoo on saturday um super hot heat um it definitely created a very uh realistic uh what's the word i'm looking for an experience like when you're going through the sahara desert part of the zoo yes and like really feeling like you're in a desert and it's like you're strategically trying to find the water fountains was one of the things we were doing all throughout the trip. It's like, where, where's the next water fountain? We're running out of water again. We've got to ration our water. You know, what was funny is we did go see uh, the African animals and yeah. they were all chilling out in the shade having a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably what we should have been doing also. Yeah, I wanted to do that so bad. I was so envious, definitely, of the penguins and the polar bears and their nice cold water. they were just swimming away. It was actually, that was very cool because we Mm -hmm. got to see them swimming. And they have the polar bears, especially these huge feet. Yeah. And heads. They're just generally. They're generally large. Really big animals. But just the size of their feet paddling through the water. It was very cool to yeah. see. That was a fun thing, too, is uh, I, le- I enjoyed that when you guys picked me up on the way to the zoo, you're like, what what animal do you want to see for sure? And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah, think about it. It's like, I guess the penguins probably. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, I want to see the polar bear. And that's the first two things we saw. Yeah. It's it was like, awesome. boom, checked it off our list. We're done. And then it's like the rest of the group. What do you want to see? Oh, well, I don't know. 
I know. I feel like if you go to the zoo maybe a couple of times, you're like, I know what's here and I know what I really want to see. So we definitely hit up some cool animals and we waited in line for a bit to see the pandas yeah, that they the brand have new pandas. as well they have two panda cubs mm-hmm. that are what like six months old now they're yeah getting older. they're they're fairly big but it was mm-hmm. really crazy seeing like the video and photograph footage of like what a baby panda looks like it looks like yeah. a hairless little rat basically as a mother panda i would be concerned that i would like sit on them and not realize well yeah they're, they're small yeah they're even showing like footage of the it's a giant panda, first of all. It's their breed, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means they're bigger than other ones. But, yeah, she's just, like, grabbing this little tiny, wormy rat creature. And, it, like, like grabbing fits in it her and, hand, yeah. yeah. And hugging it and stuff. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. Yeah, it looks like a fetus. <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> <laughs> they're very small compared to how big they actually get. Yeah. And it was uh, interesting to read because she had twins. She had two. Mm-hmm. And they don't usually have that, I don't think. Yeah, mothers, uh, uh, it's not diet. It's the food they produce and their ability to keep warmth can usually only support one child. So the zookeepers had to do this thing where they'd trade out the Swap. cubs every little mm-hmm. while so that both of the babies would get um, fed by their mother, but would also get additional food or be able to sleep in an incubator when they weren't with the mother. So that was an interesting scenario, too, for the zookeepers, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. So again, they were they were sleeping when we walked by, too. Um, yeah, but, still but cute, cute, though. Yeah, looked very fuzzy. Still adorable. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah. yeah what was the highlight picture. of the zoo for you? What would you say? Um, I'll go first while you think. Yeah. I think the highlight for me was probably that one time when we saw the sea turtles. You could see them swimming around and then there was a crocodile in there too. And it was the mm. most menacing looking thing ever. It would slowly go around the water. And that was like one of the places where we had a good view and there wasn't like a lot of people crowded. It wasn't noisy. It wasn't annoying like most of the zoo was. And, uh, yeah, that croc just moved in real close to me and then had a staring contest with me. And it was like, this thing is creepy. (laughs) What a creepy animal. Yeah, it did look pretty creepy. I'm going to uh, mention the baby rhino. Oh, yeah. He was uh, pretty cool, I gotta say. That was pretty adorable. Um, Indian rhino. Uh, One of those babies where it literally looks like a tiny rhino because he's got the skin and the tail and the Mm -hmm. face of a rhino. Mm. You remind me of something else that was really cool. Was when uh-huh. the rhinos were charging oh, randomly, yeah. we were walking by and they were actually just going full out running. Yep. And it was like, those were we've the been African rhinos. They were bigger. Yeah, than the Indian one. Mm-hmm. The Indian one had the baby. Uh, yeah, like that was like the first animal we saw that wasn't like being all docile and napping in the shade. It was That's like, true. this one was like out. There were three of them actually just mm-hmm. stampeding around, chasing all the birds. And, and I was like, yeah, kill those Canadian geese. We don't need any of them. <laughs> Um, yes. And was there another? Oh, the hippo. The hippo was swimming around too. Yeah, you were really transfixed by that. Yeah, it was just so big. And he kind of looked happy. Yeah, he did. Well, he was in the around water. And he had his log. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't give a hippo a stick, you give him a whole log. She won, yeah. <laughs> or she. I'm not sure. Yeah, that was that was a good trip. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, surprised because it was so warm and kind of uncomfortable, but we did a good job keeping hydrated. Mm-hmm. I think actually I was the only one that wasn't totally exhausted after it. Yeah, we were all pretty wiped out when we got back, but mm-hmm. uh, had a really good sleep last night. Yeah. At like a light and yeah. feeling much better today. Yeah. 
So I hope they enjoyed, you know, staying in our one-bedroom apartment. I know I was terrified of the idea of coming back from band night at, you know, two or three in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, doing my usual stumble home, grab a snack, usually watch some commentary on YouTube for a bit, and then pass out. Um, so to avoid that problem, I just didn't come home. <laughs> <laughs> Get a sleepover party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they would have been fine. I just imagine myself uh, totally forgetting, like stepping on them or something. No, no, it worked out quite well. They were really happy to have some accommodation and they were like, it's really nice to stay with adults where, Mm. you know, like I had, I had some towels out for them and I had, you know, bed sheets. (laughs) Nice. Just basic (laughs) things. Yeah. Just things like that where it's like everything that you might need is, is provided. Were they staying mostly with like people who didn't think that way, like bachelors and stuff? Um, maybe it's come up in the past where, um, Sarah's been somewhere and she hasn't had such nice accommodation. Must've happened at some point. All right. For the comment. (laughs) Awesome. Anything else this week? Uh, I think that was the big highlight. Otherwise I had some really long days in the lab. So I was basically coming home completely exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty, I've been pretty tired too. Like that, that one week where I was on my own mm-hmm. working with recovering. an underling and yep. apparently being too critical. Yes. Let's get into that. Mm-hmm. So let's go through your situation first. Cause we both have situations where we've got some underlings that we feel are not mm-hmm. reaching their potential. Yeah. And this is sort of something I've touched on before on the podcast. It certainly feels like and I hate to sound like grandpa, whatever, again, it's like some of these younger people who are starting with us, it's like they don't have any kind of drive to work very hard or, you know, go beyond their bare minimum. So what sort of happened is, uh, yeah, the main boss went away. So I was in charge of the design studio and we have a junior designer there working with us. And I'm like, that's good. I can use all the help I can get because it's just me and her now. We're handling all the work for the week, and we usually have three people. Um, so I gave her a few tasks. I remember I gave her six tasks on one day. Okay. And of those six, uh, she made a mistake with every single one of them except for one thing. Oh, boy. Um, and so much of it meant, and then and then she took off on vacation, on Thursday. So on Thursday, I found out I had to basically redo five of those projects. One of them was taken care of. Great. Plus everything that was coming in that day. So it was a really mm-hmm. busy day. And I was just really, really frustrated. And I remember um, sort of complaining to my manager at the time. I was like, this is not, not cool. And, uh, you know, coming back, I spoke with my immediate person who was away on vacation. And ultimately, he's like, you know, you can't change people like i understand what you're saying but this is this is the way the person is so one of like one of the mistakes is i assigned her to take care of a design job she did it looked good and i said okay send it off to the client uh later in the day i was like has the client responded yet she's like nope near the end of the day has the client responded yet like with your design usually this client responds and says i hate it you guys suck (laughs) so i was really surprised i hadn't heard from her yet because she's not a very uh happy individual Mm -hmm. Um, turns out the junior designer never sent the email. She totally forgot. Nice. So after three times mentioning, did they respond? It never occurred to her to go, oh, wait, I never sent it or even check. Like, do you check your email and go, wait, why haven't they responded? Like, if I'm asking this question, 
shouldn't that just make you take like a mental note something? and go, well, what is, mm-hmm. what is Pete asking me right now? Has they responded? Well, I don't see anything. He says it's strange that she hasn't responded yet. Oh, well, moving on. Or am I too critical? <laughs> now, my question is, so you work with, uh, you're doing work for clients. Mm-hmm. And is she messing things up so that, you know, maybe a client will think, I don't want to go back to yes. work with these people? Absolutely. And is that not a concern for your managers? Well, one of the other things was I got a phone call while she was on her lunch break that, uh, that the project she was working with this uh, junior designer and is like, I, I'm waiting for my proof still. It's been two weeks. Do you have any idea when that's going to arrive? And I was like, holy Whoa. crap, like two <laughs> weeks, you've been waiting two weeks. So I asked her when she came back from lunch, it was like, did you ever send this? And she's like, I think I did. I don't know. I always take these responses. She's like, Oh, well, whatever. I don't know. And it's like, they, they're, they want it. They're wondering why it's taken two weeks. Yeah. And so she starts trying to prepare the document and is having issues with the document, not telling me it. it she just needs to export a very, it's like a 200-page, maybe 600-page, actually. It's pretty big. 600-page multiple file document mm-hmm. uh, to make a proof for them. And the script keeps interrupting, keeps causing trouble. She was trying to do it for two hours. And then she's like, it never worked for me. I need to go now. And it was the end of the day. So that was another <laughs> thing she left from me. Okay. It's like, it never worked. And it's like... Couldn't you have told me, you know, at 2 p.m. that you were having troubles with it? Mm-hmm. Like, she just sees the script thing run, and she just gets on her iPhone and then starts, like, texting or whatever, waiting for the script to run. Right. She could have been doing other work on another computer while that script is running. That's what I usually do when these large books take all of your processors. Mm-hmm. Or I usually deal with a lot of video, so there's a lot of rendering and exporting. That can just mm-hmm. clog up my computer, so I'll run it on one computer and go to another computer take care of the rest of the work. But she did neither of those things. She didn't tell me that it wasn't working, and she didn't, you know, try to c- accomplish some of the other tasks that she failed at doing in that time. But instead, was like, "It's it's the end of the day. I gotta go. This thing didn't work, and I didn't get around to any of these other things because I was working on the script thing, and it never worked." Great. <laughs> Am I too critical? <laughs> well, that's just frustrating because now it seems like she's not fulfilling her role or her job very well so yeah getting back to talking with the boss uh, about this it's like well you know it's it's a younger generation they just don't really think that way she's inexperienced she wouldn't know how to solve the problem that was happening to her and it's like uh-huh. yeah but she could have told me that there was a problem yeah because i identified it pretty quickly and even if we just ran that uh that proof like making that pdf on a different computer it did it within 10 minutes. Oh, okay. So if we had been running it on a different computer and then she continued her work on her own, mm-hmm. we, we could have been really efficient. Yes. But I didn't know nothing was working. Got it. She doesn't say anything. Right. Interesting. So I almost feel... It's, a, it's an initiative yeah. thing. Like, and, and it was one yeah. of those things, like, I don't know how to approach this. Like, this criticism is, like, they're just stupid little mistakes, but it's not just that. It's like, there's no initiative or interest to even get better and and i know i call her a new designer the other thing is she's been working with us for over a year now at this point you should kind of know at least some basic ideas of Mm -hmm. how to do things yeah 
step it up. See, it's interesting because when someone says, am I too critical? You immediately think, um, you know, like, are they criticizing your work or you did something and they didn't like uh, how you did something? But this is almost kind of criticizing this lack of initiative or just wanting them to take an interest to do better. Yeah, and I say, just come on, man. Yeah. You're here to help me out here. (laughs) Yes. Come on. I can (laughs) kind of relate to that because that's what I see as well in the lab. So we have um, some new undergrad students coming in and -hmm. a new master's student. And we had a big, uh, a lot of work to do this week. Uh, So we thought, let's bring them in and see if they can help us out. What did Marsha do this time? Yes, Marsha. We're going to use poor Marsha. So we had... um, Basically, uh, the prof is working with something and he's going to hand you a sample. He's going to hand you three samples of one muscle, three samples of another. You got to pay attention to labels and what you're doing. um, And you're doing different things with each one as you're going along. So you really have to focus and pay attention. And at one point, we're getting to uh, part two. And he's like, there's no sample in here. I'm like, what do you mean there's no sample? you wouldn't have put it in there if there was no sample. So where did the sample go? So what were they running if they said there's no sample? (laughs) It was just an empty container. Um, And What's the point of that? The funny part was, like an hour and a half later, we realized that he mixed up two samples. So he had actually like done something to one sample without having done it to the earlier sample. And that's why it was... Oh, Marsha. So it wasn't actually missing. He just couldn't read the label properly. Oh. So it was a bit concerning because he did what appears to be like the scientific procedure properly, Marsha, but just didn't read it. And it's like, all right, you got to get your stuff together because this needs to go better. So then uh, a couple of days later, we're like, you know what? Let's give him, a, let's give Marsha another chance mm-hmm. and let's do this again. And everything seemed to go okay. And yeah. I was like, you know, good job today. We got through everything. We didn't lose any samples. But I was looking through the data that comes up the day after, Mm -hmm. and we were getting readings that were below the reading that you would get for a blank. So, As if nothing was in there. As if nothing was in there or nothing had happened. Hmm. So something went very wrong. (laughs) And again, (laughs) it's, buddy, (laughs) like, (laughs) pay attention, focus, I'm giving you a task, you need to do this well. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's chatting with everyone, which is fine. But like, when you need to do science, you need to be like, I got to go do something. And you got to cut people off kind of rather rudely sometimes and just focus Mm -hmm. or be like, I got to focus on this. Can you just be quiet for a second? Yeah. Um, Sorry to be critical. Also, I just want to double check with you since you are in control. Are we still running (laughs) recording? Yes, we are. All right, cool. Yes, it's working. I keep checking every once in a while. Exciting. Look at you go. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that seems like it's a similar problem again, where Mm -hmm. it's like you've identified an issue, you've told Marsha about it, Mm -hmm. and then uh, the issues continue to happen. Because this is the other thing, is I've had other experiences with our junior designer, Marsha, as well, Mm -hmm. and uh, she continues to repeat the errors. It's just simple little things that's like I'm not paying attention. Like an email will come in, and it's like, can you make a poster with these photos and this text she mm-hmm. puts all the photos in and is like oh they never sent any text mm-hmm. i was like did you look at the email i'm gonna look at the email right now and if i see it marcia <laughs> i'm gonna be very disappointed in you and i look in the email and it's like there's the text yeah right it's at like, the bottom oh, sorry well it's the end of the day i gotta go home 
Am I too critical? I would say, (laughs) I would say no, because I'm in that same situation Mm. where I just feel like I need to be getting more out of these, out of these people. Um, I guess I can also see it from the other perspective because I also have a supervisor. Tell us about this perspective. uh, So I have a supervisor who I've been working with for three years now. Mm. And I feel like... Marsha. Marsha. Yeah. (laughs) Senior Marsha. Okay. We'll call them senior Marsha. Right. And uh, right now we work very well together because Mm. I think we've come to an understanding of how each other works and how we need to communicate with each other. And we're very clear and upfront. Yeah. But when I originally started, uh, same situation. I have a new person coming in and senior Marsha was like, I expect you to be able to do this, this and this. Yeah. Why? I like that. Why isn't it personally. done like this? Um, and I would get very upset okay. when this person was getting on my case yeah. regularly. And I think the, my breaking point where I like came home in tears, I think. Yes, you did. Um, was... I needed to manage my own project, which mm-hmm. was taking me six to seven hours a day stuck in a basement. Yeah. And I also needed to manage somebody else in the lab who I obviously couldn't personally manage because I wasn't there. And mm-hmm. I was having senior Marsha come down on me and get upset that mm-hmm. I wasn't watching this person in the lab when I needed to do all my work in the basement. Right. And it was like, I don't understand how I can be in two places at once. At once. And I don't understand how I can be doing this any better than I'm how I'm managing it right now because I can't. Yeah. So like management, I don't know, maybe this is a harder job than I realize. Like I, I don't know. I have a different, I think, work ethic than most people that I just generally want to do a really good job. And, and like customers, yeah. customers, whatever opinions, very important to me. It's like all these things are whatever. So a manager doesn't need to teach me any of that. But I'm now playing that role, and I've been in that role a few times, actually. With previous jobs, I've worked with, like, students uh, who are, like, interns or something. And Mm -hmm. they they work really hard when it's, like, I want to get this job. So they're working really, really hard as an intern. And it's, like, those are the best. Like, those are great people to manage. It's, like, Mm -hmm. thanks, thanks, kids. You're doing a really good job. I... I I feel bad. I need to tell you. Let's let's go out for a coffee. Uh, This... The boss isn't going to hire any of you. (laughs) He's just going to get more interns. I'm really sorry. Really sorry about that. Um, But I loved, they were showing so much passion, I guess, because they were hungry students or something. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard. Like, what do you do when you have coworkers who just don't care? Yes. And I can see now being in the position that I'm in, why my senior Marsha acted the way that they did because they were trying to pull out of us what they kind of knew we were capable of. Mm-hmm. I just think that maybe I didn't respond to their particular <laughs> method of doing it or I needed a little bit more direction. Like, why isn't this done? Like, I know I've done a master's, but I didn't have as good a foundation as I would have liked. And I needed someone to tell me, look, when you get the data, you need to put it in your computer right away, have it ready to go so I can see it all the time because he'd also be upset when he'd be like what's going on I'm like I I don't I'm not sure I gotta find he's like why isn't it why isn't it just there yeah what's going on and it was yeah it's just like constant criticism and keeping on top of stuff and now I do that and it Mm. works very well because he can come over and say what what did that look like again I can show it immediately 
I yeah. feel good and I feel like I'm go- doing a good job and that this does help me see my data and work with it and be able to put it together better. But it's just really tough to go through the initial Yeah, absolutely. Everything stages. takes time. Everything does take time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I've been disappointed with our Marcia because she's been around so long. Yes. That yes. she's still not getting basic procedure. Mm-hmm. The idea of, well, let's send an email. Yes. But am I too critical? <laughs> uh, so let's, well, you know, you, you shared a story mm-hmm. about someone being critical to you. Um, I will say I definitely, uh, I was raised on that. My, my mm-hmm. parents certainly very critical people, um, very high expectations. Mm-hmm. Got it from my dad, got it from my mom too. It's mm-hmm. like they're hyper disappointed and hyper high expectations. I don't think I've ever really met any of them. I've never really felt like I've accomplished something that they were proud of. Oh, um, really? Although I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of myself and all the things I did. I think Especially, they're proud of your university degree. Sure. <laughs> I guess. It exists. Um, I don't know. I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what put me into such a to be such a critical person myself mm-hmm. too. Like that's how I was sort of raised. Mm-hmm. I don't feel any resentment about that as much as it may. It sounded that way. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you need to do a good job. I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's a good thing to learn. I feel sorry for our future children. Cause I'm going to bring that down on them. Like I don't mm-hmm. want our kids to be like a traditional stereotypical millennial or something. I know, who's not interested in, you know, doing a good job and bettering themselves. I've never really minded anyone being critical to me as long as they have a system that makes sense. Mm -hmm. As long as there's, like, a reason for them to be upset about something. And it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you messed up because you didn't follow this procedure. It's like, all right, so I learned the procedure and I won't make that mistake again the next time. Um, At the same time, I do have clients who are very critical to me all the time one in particular mm-hmm. and it's like no matter what you do they're upset yep and it doesn't matter how hard you try they're upset and they don't like you i think the language that someone would use when criticizing it's important. is also very important because yeah. i do feel like some language from like senior marcia mm-hmm. is very harsh yeah for the situation didn't that Marcia say uh, you weren't worth the money they spent on you? Yes. Was, Not me particularly. No, but, no. That was to another person. But to another person. That seemed a bit harsh. And yeah. same thing with this client that I've heard many stories about. I feel like she doesn't use very polite language when she's telling you what she doesn't like or what she would like redone. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. But that's like kind of the twist with her is this client also likes to use the word kindly do this and kindly that. So uh-huh. it like, it comes off with this, this, uh, it's like, uh, uh, who's that professor in Harry Potter? The little short lady, uh, Umbright, um, Umbridge. Oh, Umbridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, she's got this like dainty language. So it actually could be quite positive, but it's always like, kindly redo this entire thing because it looks terrible yeah <laughs> so like it starts off as a ha 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 la 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 uh-huh. you, know, you suck yeah um and it's all the time and it's like one of these things like uh so yeah even on thursday it's like hey here's a project i don't have any of the billing information but kindly started immediately started it immediately and uh 
and I said, well, I know some errors with the stuff you sent me, blah, blah, blah. I think you got this done by an agency before and you didn't use us, but I fixed all the errors. And then she's like, oh, then this wasn't supposed to go to you. This was supposed to go to an agency. I'm not going to pay for anything. Kindly disregard my email. Awesome. So (laughs) two hours later of like fulfilling everything that she needed, it was like, oh, no, I'm not going to pay this. I'm going to send it to someone else. Great. Even though they made the someone else made all these mistakes, they're not following their branding policies. It's like terrible. It was a terrible document. I fixed it and I did all the corrections he asked for. I just pointed it out to her. It's like, we didn't make this for you previously, but I fixed it all for you. Kindly go to hell. Thank you you very much. So, in answer to your question, I don't think you're too critical. Well, I'm not too critical to you, right? I don't. Maybe I have my moods. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, and you have, you know, you have very strong opinions yeah, um, about true. things. But I, I feel like I'm also very good to be like, hey, <laughs> calm down. Cut it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'll respond to that. And I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Yep. And again, language, how you speak to someone. But I do wonder, and, and I do think about this, and it, and it is that idea of, like, am I too critical to the point that maybe it's making me not enjoy life as much as I could. So this is the example of we go to a restaurant and Mm -hmm. horrible music is playing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, can you turn off the radio or change the station? Because I'm not going to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. Am I too critical because this background music is irritating me too much because it's just so horrible? I've I've heard enough of Marsha Bieber in the background (laughs) playing the newest Marsha song. Like, it's... Ugh, is that being too critical again? It's like this goes into our everyday life. Just our. Whatever. Is that being critical or just getting irritated and annoyed about things? Well, I'm irritated because I'm very critical of music, right? Uh huh. Being a musician myself, it's like that's something I have a lot of criticisms for. I don't enjoy right. music as much as maybe. Oh no, I've always been this way. I can't say it's ever been different. <laughs> but that's because I am very critical about it. So it's like uh, imagine being a food critic. Mm-hmm. Like, do they ever enjoy a meal? Like, is it always like they have to go through the steps of dissecting how they enjoy parts of a meal? Like, oh, it needs to have this certain flavor and this certain color. And mm-hmm. unless it doesn't check all these things, I'm not satisfied. And I'm just going to spit into the bucket. So, yeah, maybe I am too critical. Maybe it is making me not enjoy things as much as I could. And. If I may, sorry, I'm going along Mm -hmm. on a tangent here, but sometimes I look at people who just don't seem to have a care in the world. They seem simple, we'll say. Okay, Uh, carefree. Simple people. No, I mean, they seem kind of dumb. Okay. But they're so happy. Uh Uh-huh. They're always so happy. (laughs) So is there, like, something to be said for not being critical? Maybe Marsha, junior designer, goes home and is like, la-di-da, everything's fine, do-do-do-do-do, and then... Wow, what a life that would be like, you know? <laughs> to just Maybe you do need to take a step back. Didn't a, um, was it like a therapist tell your boss that he needs to just show up late one day and yeah. see that not everything falls apart when he's not there? Yeah, that happened in the same conversation when uh, he says, you're too critical, here's some advice. And then the next day I did show up late mm-hmm. by accident. But How did that work out? <laughs> He just made fun of me. It was all good. Just yeah, but how did, how, did, how did it make you feel? Like, did it make you feel like you could how be... How did it make you feel? Yeah. How did it 
make you feel? I laughed when I went to a therapist and they said that. I was like, you really do say this. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you go out of your way to not be a stereotype? Uh, what was the question? I lost track. Um, so How did it make me feel to show up late? or Coming in late and like, you know, just being real easygoing about it. Well, see, the thing is... Did that help? Did that have anything to do with being critical? No, because... Or like... Because then everything, the gears were working great. Like, it's a poor example because okay. because the the creative director, the boss is back. Right. Junior designer is on vacation. So mm-hmm. it's just the two of us, and we're just banging through the projects. We're just kicking mm-hmm. butt. And it's like, we have all this free time now because we're just getting everything done. Everything's going very well, very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's that same client comes in and says kindly you guys suck i hate you but please do this and he's like i'll take care of it i know she's angry at you so whatever i'll do it and yeah i had a great week with him so that wasn't because i you know took a chill pill it's because (laughs) my coworkers were showing initiative and Mm -hmm. working hard so i wasn't critical because it's like yeah, you guys We're are doing, doing your well. job and you're doing well. So, so with, hard to say. With junior designer Marsha, mm-hmm. uh, the what has been said is that her performance is really not totally your problem, right? No, it's not my problem. I'm not her boss. Right. So as of now, you can stop like worrying about her? Oh, yeah. I don't think about her. I just okay. think about her whenever... Because it happens. People go on vacation. People mm-hmm. deserve time off. And, yes. And, and I really approached the question to him as, hey, as a manager, what do you do in these situations Okay. with this person? Yes. Because I want them to be helpful to me instead of I need to babysit them the whole time. So what do you say to that? You can't change them. Just right. deal with it, essentially. Just Hashtag. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I think you're Excellent. just way more critical than me is basically what it is. It's like, I'm, okay. I'm fine. I never have any problems. And it's like. Okay. So he just like watches maybe, her every move and just Maybe she makes things. more errors when maybe, yeah, maybe she's not as responsive as a, well, you're not my boss. So whatever. Oh, and okay. I don't know how you would fix that. No. Other than make me her boss. And then things would be different. Mm-hmm. And what a scary world that would be. Sorry, Marsha, you are fired. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I then I just I will... wouldn't have anyone to work with. Cause I know. I would never hire anyone because I'm too critical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give my, my junior Marshas mm-hmm. some time. You know, they're still new. Yeah. Uh, they have not been there for a year, but we will give them some time and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I uh, I do hope that they can, you know, focus and really get some good work done. And we got to figure out what the heck went wrong. Yeah. Because that's not cool. And I don't like when things go wrong because then I get yelled at again. <laughs> Dan, you should have been watching them. And it's the like... chain of command. But I was watching him do it. So he must not have been like... When he put the chemical in, he actually didn't actually put any chemical in. He was just blowing air at it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what messed up. Oh, Marsha. Yeah. What happened? Anyways, we'll see what they say. Cool. How are we doing on time here? We are at 35 minutes. Well, that's pretty good then. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up or is there any more you wanted to cover on this topic? I think that that's it. All right. 
I think that's good. Yeah. I'm going to give them some time. Yeah. I, I am often, <laughs> I'm often criticized that I am not critical enough <laughs> or not tough enough with my subordinates. Yeah. So, but I like to strike that balance because I don't want to be the senior Marsha to these people. So I'm going to throw this out to the audience if anyone's listening. Um, do you feel like you have a Marsha? Do you feel like you are too critical? Mm-hmm. Does any of this stuff ever happen to you? Send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast uh, at gmail.com. That's all one word, ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. And if you want to hear more Ordinary Day, uh, mm. you can go to our website, ordinaryday.ca, where we upload all of our episodes. Absolutely. Subscribe on iTunes, and I think we're on Google. If not, I'm gonna, I need to look into that this week. Cool. I hope Ron Kugel. And as always, thank you to Field Processor for our intro and outro music. Beautiful. They're awesome. Yes, thank you. So, so with that. Until next time. Take, take one, one more for the road. road.